you're listening to the 7200 Seconds Podcast with Coach Dante and Key. Tune in right now. Me, it's me, it's Key, and we're back. We're in the building with another 7200 Second Podcast. I got my guy, Coach Dante. He's always in the building. Coach, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Shout out to everybody uh, in the, that's going to come in the chat, man. First... First 7,200 seconds of 2023. New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. We already got some people in the chat. Got Daniel. Got my guy, Ern, is here. And uh, Dante, what's going on, man? How was your New Year? Oh, my New Year was awesome, man. Happy to start off the 2023 year, man. Uh, waiting on some WNBA to come back. Uh, wait, waiting. Everything's going to kick up in the high gear playoffs and for the NFL starting. NBA getting stronger and stronger, so I can't wait. All right, man. Uh, as always, we're <clears throat> we going to jump into the nitty-gritty. No, we always got to do the NFL reps. Um, so week 17 is came and gone. And starting off, kicking off last Thursday, we had the Dallas Cowboys go to get up against the Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans started their third-string quarterback, uh, Josh Dobbs. Dak Prescott threw two interceptions in that game as well. Another turnover game of Dak Prescott that makes six in a row turnovers for Dak Prescott. 27-13, the Cowboys gets the job done. The Eagles fall again two weeks in a row with a loss to the Saints, 20-10. Um, so they can't clinch yet, but they can't clinch this week. The Falcons and the Cardinals in a close game. Falcons pulled it out 20 to 19 with Young Ho Koo getting the game winning field goal. The Lions just destroyed the, the Bears 41 to 10. They just destroyed them. Um, the Chiefs and the Broncos. Now, surprisingly, this is than people thought. But did I tell y'all then Nathaniel Hackett leaves? What happens to Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson is back to being Russ. Um, so, but they do they do lose 27 to 24. Patriots win in a two-point game, 23-21 over the Dolphins. The Giants demolish the Colts, as we thought, and they are in the playoffs with that win, 38 to 10. The Bucks win the NFC South with a win over the, the Panthers, 30 to 24. The Commanders, they will are have been officially eliminated. Um, they lose to the Browns 24 to 10. The Jags, they keep going and they killed your Texans 31 to 3. I thought y'all could at least got a touchdown. Three points, Dante, three points. <laughs> and a close one here in the AFC West with 49ers and the Raiders. I thought the Raiders was going to win this game, but the 49ers pulled it out in the end in overtime. 37-3. The Seahawks improved uh, their chances to possibly sneak in, in that last spot. Right now, they are currently in that last spot. Uh, they beat the Jets 23-6, and the Jets are officially been eliminated. The Packers came out and proved a statement. Jair, Jair Alexander, he said that Justin Jefferson that first game was a fluke, and he proved it shut him down. One reception, 15 yards. Packers win that game 41. The Chargers, they get their, they get their playoff berth, and they're in 31-10, and the Steelers remain hot. Kenny Pickett. Clutch again takes the Steelers down the field with the touchdown to Najee Harris, 16 to 13. And we all know the game last night got postponed. 
um, due to DeMar Hamlin. If y'all don't know what happened to DeMar Hamlin, uh, second-year safety, only 24 years old, DeMar Hamlin uh, took a hit from T. Higgins, a routine hit, but, you know, it just hit him in the chest, cardiac arrest. He collapses on the field. CPR has was administered. They took him to the hospital. Right now he's still in critical condition. They run in tests, but he's in a medical coma. Got to let your body rest and recover from the trauma. So we don't need updates, but again, thoughts and prayers goes out to the Hamlin family, Buffalo, even Cleveland, not Cleveland, even Cincinnati, because those fans there was, was traumatized as well. Um, you know, we got some crazy ass people on Twitter. Um, and even not just Twitter, it's all around worrying about, oh, well, was the game going to start or we're not going to play this game or they worrying about fantasy. Um, we, you know, we got a man potentially going his life on the field for the for the game that he loves and y'all worrying about points and whether they're going to play this game. But again, prayers goes out to uh, Hamlin and his family. Um, I should have put the, the link in the description. His, his GoFundMe page. His goal was $2,500. It is now up to $3 million and is still climbing. Um, so at the end of this, at the end of this, uh, at the end of the show, I'm gonna put in the, the, the comments. So if you, you want to donate to Hamlin's uh charity, you definitely can. Um, it, it's just sad, it's, you know, we, we can find out what his health is gonna be. Um, but but thoughts or anything about Hamlin and this game and everything on Dante? Uh, yeah, man. I lashed out last night, said what I had to say. Uh, like I say again, uh, when I looked at that man on the ground, uh, that automatically reminded me, you know, of my grandmother, you know, my grandfather's that passed away, all three of my grandfathers. My mother died when I was 13. And, you know, I looked at all of that. I looked at that man laying on the ground and, you know, just unfortunately, you know, I don't care if these players, you know, get play, uh, signed up for it. Yes, they signed up for it, but you don't wish no injury or no hurt on no player. The man almost literally died on the field. And like I said, you got guys worrying about money. You got guys worrying about some damn fantasy points and stuff like that. You got guys worrying about, is he going to be that for me uh, right now? Right now, it's all about the man that's in that hospital. Uh I say, uh, no, thoughts and prayers goes out to his family. If y'all could donate, y'all could donate, but if y'all can't, you know, just give your thoughts and prayers out, you know, because I say life is too short for everything to go around and for people to be crazy on Twitter. Skip Baylor should be a fight, should have been fired the moment he said what he said. And you got people that just, some people is heartless. A lot of people is heartless. First thing you do is you worry about somebody, a fantasy point, got a man laying on the ground. Lose about to lose his life. You worry about a fantasy. You worry about a fantasy point. So, other than that, man, like I say again, uh, thoughts and prayers goes out to this, uh, to the family, and you know, and no, like I say again, you don't even have the audacity to say thoughts and prayers goes out to the man family. The first thing you wrote is a fantasy is about fantasy. Come on now. So uh, at the end of the day. Like I say, y'all donate if y'all could. If y'all can't, y'all just wish to get your thoughts and prayers out there because you would never want to see nobody go down like that, especially on a routine play that's not even T. Higgins' fault. That's not even T. Higgins' fault. So at the end of the day, man, I just hope he's going to be okay. Hope he gets past this. And if he gets out on the field again, he's going to get a nice standing ovation. But if he decides, 
you know, to end this career, you know, Long long the man is alive. Long as he long as, uh Demar is alive, that's all that matters, man. Facts. And whoever is sending death threats to T Higgins, y'all need to stop. Ridiculous. Um, um Bart Scott is blaming T Higgins. Y'all got y'all sending death threats to this man. He already feel bad as it is because you know he, he was on that play and everything else. Y'all just gonna make this man feel worse than he is. Y'all need to stop it with the death threats. What 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 is the death threats gonna do? Like, come on, y'all really sending this man it's just death a routine play, like, man. It was just T Higgins trying to trying to get more yards, and Hamilton just made a good time. I mean, T Higgins didn't try. He didn't try it. He, I mean, like I say again, at the end of the day, we all want to say like we all want to say it's football. I mean, you're gonna try to do whatever it takes to get to get to get to the end zone or get more yards. And it happened that yeah, T. Higgins, yes, he put his head down, but everybody does that in the NFL. I mean, that don't mean he tried and intentionally tried to take him out, tried to take him out. So at the end of the day, uh, like I say, man, T. Higgins, uh, he felt bad for it. He's hearing about it, but at the end of the day, it's not his fault, man. He just tried to make a play. Make a play. That's all he tried to do. That's all he tried to do. And helmet to helmet, helmet to chest, it happens all the time in, in the game of football. That happens all the time. But at the end of the day, he did not intentionally try to hurt the man, try to hurt the man, as everybody seemed like he tried to do. He did not try to hurt the guy. So come on, man, let's stop it, man. Let's uh, let's pick this man up. Let's lift him up. He knows he didn't do it intentionally and on purpose. That was not a purpose shot, on purpose shot. It just happened to be in his chest. That's all it is. And he got up like it was nothing. And then he laid back down and he gave, he gave out. So at the end of the day, T. Haggins already said what he had to say. He already gave the, the, the condolences out to him. And you know, he already did, man. He already did. He already showed his love and respect for him. He didn't, that was not intentional at all. That's just, you know, he's trying to make a play in Hamilton. Made the play, and he still ended up bringing him down. He still ended up bringing him down on the ground. All right, man. So again, our thoughts and condolences here at Seven Two Hundred Second Podcast. Um, thoughts and prayers to families of both the, the the parties of of both parties, the the Bills, the Bengals, that whole ocean and the family um, as well. But coach, you know what it's time for. We got to bring out that handy dandy. Notebook. It's time for the coaches list, y'all. Coach, who takes inspired? I think I already know who it is, but who takes over? Well, uh, I got a look different. It's the first ever 1A and 1B. So out of both, well, we I'm gonna get to the top, but I'm gonna start from the bottom. I'm gonna start from the bottom first. So number five, I got Armando Van Cotton. The uh, I think this is the second time being on this on this uh on the coach Dante's list. Uh, twenty two points, thirteen rebounds. Uh, in men's NCAA basketball, uh, one of the top centers in the uh NCAA in the sport of NCAA men's basketball. Double double machine, double double machine. Armando Bangkok, and all of a sudden, you know, North Carolina struggling bad. They're struggling really, really bad. Um, Hubert Davis, uh, it's a downgrade for what they did last year. All these veterans on this team, on this college team, these fifth-year seniors, it's a disappoint. It's definitely a disappointing year for North Carolina. Uh, but Armando Bangkok is one of the top centers in, K- in uh, men's NCAA basketball, along with Drew Timmy and 
uh, Oscar Sheepway. Uh, so we got number four. We got we going to uh, number four. We got women's NCAA basketball. Uh, no, Caitlin Clark is not up on here, but I got uh, I got the uh, forward from uh, LSU. Forward from LSU, Angel Reese. Angel Reese. Uh, she average. She's a double double machine from LSU. Uh, Twenty one point seventeen rebounds from uh, Angel Reese, uh, a top performer of the for ladies basketball, women's basketball NCAA. Uh, remind y'all, man, Key going to be doing the WNBA draft on some of these prospects. Uh, so we do got a WNBA show coming soon, coming up soon. Uh, so y'all check out for that. Number three, we got Mike Evans. Mike Evans from Tampa Bay, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, went ballistic and went bananas against the Carolina Panthers. Ten catches, 207 yards, three touchdowns for Mike Evans. Uh, versus uh, the Carolina Panthers. Number two, we got Bryce Young. Bryce Young at number two. Number two, Bryce Young. We uh, 15, uh, 15 for 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, putting on a show before he goes to the NFL consensus. The consensus, number one, number two pick, however you want to put it, out of the Texans and Bears. They will be fighting for the top spot. Top pick in the draft this coming Sunday. Uh, if the Texans win the game, find a way to beat the Indianapolis Colts, and then the Bears lose, the Bears lose, the Bears will have the number one pick. If the, they both lose, if they both lose, Texans will have the number one pick. Uh, so, uh, number we got, so this is where it gets tricky is one, we got one, we got one, we got one B, one B. Now, if it went for a certain performance, this dude will be the number one guy. But he's still number one, so I'm gonna go still number one. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a, this. Is gonna be the first level, basically tie for the one one A one B. So I'm gonna go with Luca as one B. Luca's one B. Um, sixty points, twenty one rebounds for Luca. <laughs> twenty one rebounds for Luca Duggan. Ten assists for Luke. Look at this stat line. 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. That's crazy. That's 1B. 1A is Donovan Mitchell. 1A is Donovan Mitchell. It's Donovan Mitchell. That's 1A is Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell, you want to put him as the number one top guy on the list, you could. But we didn't know Donovan Mitchell was gonna score seventy-one points because we thought Luca was a damn lock for the one for the one uh, number top spot. But now all of a sudden, I gotta adjust my list and just put the seventy-one points that Donovan Mitchell scored. But not only he put seventy-one points on the board, he also added eight rebounds and eleven assists and eleven assists on there. So that is the uh, coach. That is the uh, coach uh, Don's coach's list. Right now, Luca ends at one A. Luca uh, uh, ends at one A, one uh, B, and you got uh, you got Donovan Mitchell at one uh, A. You got Bryce Young at number two. You got uh, Mike Evans at number three. You got Angel Reese uh, uh, forward out of LSU at number four, and you got Mondo Bangkok at number five. Freaking seventy one. What? 
Was he the only one that wanted to play basketball? 71? That was the only one. He, he, brought, he brought him back by himself. He did it by himself. And then Luca with the 21 rebounds again. Ain't nobody else on that team that can get rebounds. <laughs> Man, we thought, hey, I thought that was going to be the consensus uh, number one. And now all of a sudden, Donovan Mitchell comes out of nowhere and gets 71 right there. That That's why I was hey. like, I was like, uh oh. I, know. I, I had my like, list already down. I had the list already down early. So I won't be forgetting this, uh, waiting on to this day just to put the list. So I had it down. Was like, Monday. dang, I gotta add D. I gotta add Spidey. To I gotta me. add Donovan Mitchell. So I just put him. I just put Donovan Mitchell one one A and put Luca one B for both of them. That's crazy. That is crazy. Seventy. Don't forget. And then Clay had went off last night. Clay went off of fifty points. Fifty four, I believe. Yep. All right, so let's break down. Let's go ahead and break down this NFL playoff situation now. Pretty much everything is set. Um, the, N- the NFC just need, need one final uh, seven seed right now. Car- uh, not Carolina. Seattle holds that spot. But this Sunday's game is going to be in between Green Bay Packers and the Lions. If the Lions win, they have to pray that the Rams beat Seattle. And then yeah. they're in. Green Bay oh, wins, they are, they are automatically in. So Green Bay wins okay. and they in. Um, that's who gets the final seed. But of course, the the Eagles could clinch on Sunday. Um, I believe Jalen Hurts will be back on Sunday. All the um will be playing in this game as far as the the Giants too, because they're in. So it's the Giant is Philly at number one. But if we lose and Dallas wins, they become number and get the and get the uh the East. Um. San Fran moves into two. Minnesota's three. Dallas or Dallas three. Hold on. Let me look. Let me definitely be sure of this. What's going on, Chad? What's going on, Mo? Normal guy, what's up? Appreciate y'all for always coming in. All right. So in the NFC, so uh, Philly's one, San Fran's two, Minnesota, Tampa's four. Dallas is five, the Giants is six, and Seattle's seven right now. Over there yeah. in the AFC, Kansas City, we got the, the Kansas City now is number one. Then it's Buffalo, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, the Chargers, um, Baltimore, and right now is New England is in that spot. Miami and Pittsburgh are still alive. Um, who's going to get that final spot in the AFC? Uh, who, who who who's all in the final in the discussion for it now? Uh, Miami and Pittsburgh, New England's there right, right now. So New England's in the final spot. New England in the final spot, right? You hear me, Keith? For right now, but um, uh-huh. yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's kind of lagging on your side. It's kind of lagging on your side of things, I believe. That's why I'm having trouble. It's kind of in and out on your side. That's why. I can never just have a nice <laughs> Uh So uh, right now, the Patriots are in it, right? Uh, so. Yeah, Patriots are in it. I gotta see. I want to look at the Patriots schedule. I kind of want to look at see what they, who the Patriots got this weekend. Who who they playing this weekend? Um, the Patriots, the Bills. They going to Buffalo. They got the Bills. 
Uh, so I'm going to. Okay. Going to... All right. So I think Miami will not make the playoffs this year. I don't. I think Miami kind of blew their opportunities to make the playoffs. Well, no, they they can. They got the Jets. I think they can beat the Jets. But uh, I, I like Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. I like Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. Uh, I think I like like Mike Tomlin. Like Mike Tomlin. Like the way. Um, he's motivating the squad. He's always going to figure out a way. And like I said, Mike Tomlin was one of the top. It's the top one of the top coaches in the NFL. So I say, if Pittsburgh win, they're in. Or what? What help? What type of help they need? Let me see the scenario. Let me look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's here. Even second, I'm gonna look it up and see what what the scenarios gotta be. Uh, Bill's gonna be at the Patriots. Okay, the Jets need. Okay, so the Jets gonna need a lot of help. Got, got you. AFC playoff. Yeah, I'm trying to see what the Steelers need to get in to get in now. All right, so Miami may end up beating the. Uh, they may end up uh, beating the New York Jets. All right. All right. Go so- ahead. I got it. So the Patriots clinch with a win from the Bills or a loss from Miami. So they went, they need, so Patriots need a win from them or a loss from Miami. The Jets and Steelers got to lose and the Jags got to win. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so how about Pittsburgh? The what Dolphins they need? Clinch, All right. Go ahead. With the Dolphins, the Dolphins can clinch. The Dolphins clinch with the win versus the Jets and the loss at the Patriots loss. Steelers oh, need, Steelers. Go ahead. Now go ahead. Steelers, Steelers can clinch with a win over the Browns and the Dolphins loss and the Patriots. So they need the Dolphins and the Patriots to lose, but they got to so win. So the Dolphins clinch only with a Patriots loss. If right. They got to so if the Dolphins win, they clinch with a Patriots loss. Right. No. Well, okay. They, so yeah. they need one right. scenario. They need one scenario. Okay. All right. Which is that's going to be possible because the game is at Buffalo. So yeah, that will be very possible. That's and very the Jags clinch loss uh, versus the Titans and losses by Dolphins, Patriots, and Steelers. So, so matter of fact, the Jazz won a division, right? You know what? Yeah, they are in the division. So, yeah, um, they won. They they pretty much in the playoffs. Yeah. They in the playoffs. They so, won a division. So Pittsburgh, Miami, and the Patriots again. They are all in it to for that final spot. So that's definitely yeah. gonna be interesting. And again, we already said the Packers. They win. They end. The Lions, 
need the Packers. They got to win against the Packers, and they need the Seahawks to lose. Yeah. So, but Green Bay's going to get in. You said, cool, cool said the Jazz got to win, win on, Saturday. on Saturday. Do they really got to actually win on Saturday? I, I, think they do. Sure? I think they do. I think they do. So they got to win. So they're not in. They're not in then. As of right now, they it, it looks like they are, but I'm saying to be definite, they have to, yeah. they got to win out. All right. Because if not, Tennessee could win. That's why I told Gene on Sunday, they got to win. They got to play. I told Gene they got to play. They got to play that. They got to win that game. They got to win that. They need that win. Um, They're not technically win. We've seen the 49ers. We've seen what they can do. They're only third string quarterback. Mr. We go, we're gonna start calling Mr. Relevant because he's not irrelevant. He's re- he's definitely relevant. Um, but can Brock Purdy lead this 49ers deep into the playoff? They struggled a little bit against the, 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 the Raiders on Sunday. But can they go deep with Brock Purdy being at the helm? Yep. If he keep if he can continue doing what he does. And he continued to uh, keep his turnovers down, uh, continue to keep his turnovers down. That offense looked really, really good, by the way, with Brock Purdy in the helm. So, absolutely, I think they can make the playoffs as long as he keeps the turnovers down. And that defense is going to get back stirred up to and get back stirred up. So, yeah, I think they can go deep in the playoffs as long as he make good decisions, keep making smart decisions with the football. Brandon Ayuk is becoming something really, really good. For the uh, 49ers, George Kittle has been solid. And Christian McCaffrey, ever since he got traded over, uh, traded over that, it's been a relief for Christian McCaffrey. So, yes, I think he can lead them deep into the playoffs. I think it's the Eagles' biggest test. I think it's the Eagles' biggest test. Plus, in the playoffs, they're going to get Debo Samuel back. That's another weapon mm-hmm. that San Fran is going to have. Um I definitely got San Fran going to the NFC Championship game. Um, just was, but again, you never know any get it's the playoffs. You know, everybody zero zero. It don't matter where it was in the, in the regular season. Everybody can be beat on a given day. But yeah. I got to, I got the 49ers going into the NFC Championship game. Who they're going to yep. face? It, it's you know again. I'm I'm saying silly 49ers, but again, you don't know. Everybody has their number. I'm calling it that way. NFC Championship game will be the Eagles and 49ers, and that, that's going to be the best game of the, the playoffs. Um, but, no, Purdy, definitely, I think he can take them far. He's he's playing okay football. He's not really turnover-prone and machine. Um, yeah. He's playing smart. So, I, I'm going to say, yeah, they can get deep into the playoffs. Especially, and yeah. they got that defense as well. Yeah. We've we seen old man Brady. He said, nope, y'all not going to have this playoffs without me. He went out there and showed out. Mike Evans. Mike Evans don't get the respect. Mike Evans, every single season, nine season, gets 1,000 yards. And why is he not talked about like that? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But Brady found it a way to win on Sunday to get in, and they take the division in AS, at NFC South. But can Brady – lead to playoff. Now, Brady in the playoff is a different Brady than the regular season. Yeah, I think I think Tampa Bay can win at least one game. We, but whether, if, if it's who, because uh, I think they play the winner out of the NFC East, I believe. They played, yeah, they played Dallas. 
They yep. play Dallas. They, as of right now, they play Dallas. As of right now, they play yep. Dallas. So that can change on Sunday. We'll see if it, any scenario changes on Sunday. So if the Eagles lose and the Dallas win, Dallas wins the division. So now the Eagles will have to play Tom Brady. And it will be a home game for the Tom Brady, for Tom Brady. It'll be a home game for him. So uh, I think they can win uh, at least one game, regardless of who they go up against, whether the Cowboys and the Eagles. Like I say, I, I can't pick against Tom Brady in no playoffs. I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady in no playoffs. Seen it too many times when you think he looks bad, when you think he's down, all of a sudden you'd be like, where the hell this was all season? Tom Brady, playoff guy, that dude is different in the playoffs. I'm telling you, you can beat him in the regular season. He, one thing Tom Brady knows how to do, he knows how to adjust to you in the playoffs. And if I'm the Cowboys and the Eagles, hey, I'm looking out really, 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 really for that. I'm looking out. I'm looking out. And it's a lot of pressure on the Eagles. They got to win Sunday. It's a lot of pressure on the Eagles. They got to win on Sunday. They got some decisions they need to make, too, as well. Would you play Jalen Hurts this weekend? Or a lot of people don't want to go not not one no other game with Gardner Mitchell. A lot of people don't want to go. They don't even want to go this game with Gardner Mitchell. So, at the end of the day, the Eagles, they got a decision to make. They got a decision to make. They risk Jalen Hurts out there or you keep Gardner Mitchell in. You keep your wrist Jalen Hurts out there. Uh, you got Jalen Hurts going to get three weeks, going to possibility. Well, really, you don't know because they haven't won the game yet. So you think about the possibilities if you win the game. Jalen Hurts been out been out for two weeks right now. Got This is the third week. You got the bye week. So that'll be uh four weeks of rest. That'll be four weeks of rest and practice time. Now you lose the game. Now you lose this game. All of a sudden, you got to play in the first round. You got to play against Tom Brady. You got to see Tom Brady all of a sudden. Right. And you're going to have to bring – pretty much rush, rush Jalen Hurst back out there. You're going to have to put him back out there. So, at the end of the day, uh, Tom Brady is dangerous in the playoffs, but it's going to be big for the NFC East on uh, Sunday. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Um. Yeah, Tom Brady is a different animal in the playoffs. He can slice you up. It don't matter. I know last year he, you know, he lost in that first round, but Brady, I still can't count him out. I, I can't, I can't. And I'm hoping and praying that Tom Brady can knock off Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. So no, he lost the second. He lost the second. He lost the second. That's it. He lost the rounds because he beat, oh. remember he beat y'all. He beat y'all in the first that's round. Right. That was that's the first right. Round. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh Tom Brady can slice up uh Dallas. So. <laughs> Dallas, yeah. Dallas, Dallas need to prove if they can win the first, if they can win playoff games or not. So they yeah. got to go up against Tampa Bay. And I would yeah, not want to go against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Right Tampa Bay. Whoever, whoever don't win the division out of that uh, NFC East, they got to, they, they, that's a home game from Tom Brady. Though. That's a home game. Um. So we got, <laughs> I don't know if Mo's still in here, but he said he's not a, he's not a Washington fan until they clean house. Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders had an opportunity to fight for this number seven seed, and they get eliminated. But they asked Ron Rivera a question, and he did not know that this would get them eliminated. So the question, so the question is, if they didn't play Carson Wentz, he turnover machine, three turnovers in the first half. If they played Tyler Heineke, do you think Washington could have beat Cleveland and maybe punched their way into the playoffs? Uh, maybe shoulda, coulda, woulda, maybe 
Don't care about that. Don't care about that. The fact is they lost. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the maybe, oh, if, if this person would have been here, this person would have been here, this person would have been here, they would have won. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of that statement. The fact is they lost. That's the question. First of all, Telahanagi should have been benched anyway. Should have been benched anyway. So now you cannot bring up if Telahanagi was in out there. They should have they would have won. He the coach. Why would you bench a player? With ten, with five touchdowns, ten interceptions, yeah, he's been okay. He's been average. But why would you bench a player in the middle of a playoff person, a middle of a playoff guy, middle of a playoff uh, scenario? Why would you even consider uh, doing doing that situation? Now all of a sudden, your quarterback situation is iffy. Uh, they do got Sam Howell. They do got Sam Howell there. But I think the Commanders need to consider getting a quarterback next year. I don't. I don't think they bring Carson Wentz. Frank. I think it's it for Carson Wentz. He's not a starting quarterback in this league no more. Uh, so Derek Carr can be a definitely option for them for the Washington Commanders, uh, but I, I don't like the shoulda woulda shoulda woulda. He should have been bitched in the first place, and now all of a sudden you want to say Taylor Heineke was in the game. Would that made a difference against Cleveland? So yeah, um, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that question right now. They, the fact is that they lost. They still lost, and Carson Wentz stuck in the game. That's that's the fact. That's the matter of fact. And talk, Ron Rivera, you wondering if he's trying to get fired? If he's trying to get fired? And how do you not know you're in a playoff situation? I know coaches and players don't try to think about that. They try to think about winning the game. But you, you at the end of your head, you know, you know you're in a playoff situation. You know that. The Eagles players are not going to say they're, they're going to worry about a win. They're going to worry about trying to get a win. But do you do they know the NFC East in the state? Yes, they know that. But that's not the thought process as a player that you approach, that you take out there. They know the NFC East on the line. Same scenario. They know their playoff hopes was on the line. And you come out and say you did not know. Come on, man. Is Ron Rivera on his way to getting a pink slip? Yep. Or they, and he should get one after the line. season. He should get one after the season. Yeah, it's time to, it's I time think to he's trying to get fired. I think he's trying. Him. I think he's trying to get fired. Um. Yeah, he's on his way out. There's, there's no way. Uh, Washington is just needing a clean house up and down. Uh, they definitely got talent on that team. They're maybe, like you said, a quarterback away. Um, Derek Carr might be a situation. Do you groom Howell, see how he is? Do you do you stick with Taylor Heineke and Howell, get rid of Carson? You know, you got Jahan Dotson, got Terry McLaurin down there. You got a good running running game and, and Gibson and, and uh, Brian uh, Robinson. Defense isn't bad. They're just missing one piece. And a good and a good coach to rally behind him. So I mean, I think Ron Rivera's on his way out the door. Um, so who who knows? I wouldn't want to play with Daniel Snyder with Daniel Snyder either. So <laughs> so they need to do Ron Rivera what they did to Kirch. <laughs> Give just fire him on the field. Like don't even go in with your team. Here you go. Here's your pink slip. Don't do nothing. So. Speaking of the Cowboys, you know it's not a it's not a seven two hundred seconds of Cowboys they mentioned in nothing. Dak Prescott thrown six turnovers, six picks in six straight games. Can Dak fix that? Oh uh, yeah, we can fix. Yeah, it's fixable for any. It's fixable, but right now, uh, it's fixable for anybody. Like that's just like saying like uh, fixing a jump shot. It's fix. It's fixable. It's he can he can work through the interceptions, but 
at the end of the day, he's just making bad decisions. He's make, making poor decisions. And I'm not going to say he can't fix his turnovers, but he just sometimes he forces the ball when he shouldn't have to force the ball. Uh, sometimes he likes to throw down the field a lot and force it to CD Lamb or force it to his receivers when it's not there. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's fixable. I think he fixed the turnovers. I think he definitely could. It's fixable. Has, how how has T.Y. Hilton helped them in the past two games since he's been there? His leadership. His leadership, um, his inability to know the game, route running, still got a lot of speed, still got some speed. Uh, that's how he's able to uh, help the Cowboys. But his leadership and his veteran leadership and him, his speed, is, his speed is really good. All right. Is Kirk Cousins a liability in big games? What the heck, what's going on in Minnesota? Uh, yes, you can't trust him in big time games. You can't trust him when you need a game. When you need a game, you just can't trust him. Yes, Kirk Cousins will be very good in the regular season. He'll be very good in the regular season. But when you need that one big game, outside of the uh, outside, outside of the Saints playoff game that he won, that he won, you can't trust him. But he's gonna always be a top twelve, top twelve quarterback in the, in the National Football League. You can't take that away from his performance. But he just don't show up in big time situations. He just don't show up in big games. That's all. He just don't show up in big games. So Green Bay, we all heard what Zaire Alexander said about Justin Jefferson, and what happened? One catch, fifteen yards. Going into the playoffs, we all know Justin Jefferson is your best receiver on that field for the Minnesota Vikings. So if Kirk if Justin Jefferson gets doubled in triple team like he did with Green Bay, who, who why is Kirk forcing it to Jefferson Jefferson? You still got KJ Osborne who's actually playing pretty well, and you still got Adam Thielen. You got and you got Hawkinson. There's no there's no way you uh, if Justin Jefferson is not available, you have three other guys who who you can throw to. So why is he trying to force the ball to Jefferson? Well, you gotta first of all, you gotta see get the defense credit how how they play. Uh, maybe the receivers are not getting open. That's what quarterbacks look at when you're holding the ball a long time. Your receivers that means your receivers are not getting open. Now the Packers did make a couple of good defensive plays on them. The ball was tipped up in the air, so Kirk Cousins can't do anything about with a tip. If the ball is tipped, it's not a quarterback's fault. If the ball is actually tipped, it's not a quarterback's fault. Uh, so at the end of the day. Uh, at the end of the uh, day, uh, Darrell Savage made a, made some big plays, man, down the stretch. So, uh, like I say, uh, hey, um, you got to give credit to uh, uh, Savage. You got to give credit to Savage, man. You got to give him credit to that defense. But when the quarterback is holding the ball on, that means ain't nobody is open. You got to find a way to throw it out of bounds. So the Packers play all, all of a sudden good defense. Um. See how it is going, going down the stretch. I mean, you are seeing the Eagles lock up Justin Jefferson. Green Bay locked up Justin Jefferson. Dallas has done it. So all these teams is going to be watching how they can lock up Justin Jefferson. If that's the case, Kirk Cousins is definitely going to have to figure out how to spread the ball around and score some points. Justin Jefferson isn't productive and available. Still got Dalvin Cook. He can still run. Again, you got TJ Hawkinson. I don't forget about Adam Thielen. Um, so Kirk just got to figure it out, but he's definitely a liability. Um, can't win in big games. Can't win in primetime games. We all seen it. Do you think Minnesota moves on from Kirk? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to uh, tell. It's tough to tell. 
where they move on from, but I think it's, it needs to be considered. Uh, starting starting something new, I think it needs to be considered. Uh, it is definitely time. I mean, and maybe it's, it's either Kirk goes somewhere else, change the scenery, or it, it's time for Minnesota to either get draft a quarterback, find a you know somebody on the free agent. Did we say Minnesota for Derek Carr? Is is that a possibility? I would rather, matter of fact, that wouldn't be a bad idea, but I don't think Minnesota goes that route. I don't think Minnesota goes that route. I don't think Minnesota goes that route. Their defense is bad. Their defense is really bad. Their defense is really bad. Uh, I think the Colts will be more of an opportunity. The Commanders will be more of an opportunity uh, for for, uh, the Washington uh, Commanders, for uh, Derek Carr. Uh, for him not to play with a top tier, he never played around a top tier defense. He never plays around a top, never played around a top tier defense. Uh, Big says Cousins have given more than other quarterbacks have. He's given, uh, he's had great defenses with running games, quality receivers. And now he has two of those. Uh, he says, says the defense doesn't look as good as it did before. It's still a lot better, better than what he's had. And I think Derek, oh, okay. Yeah, part of Minnesota. I mean, it definitely would be interesting, though. Justin Jefferson, he has those weapons, got the running back. I, I don't know if I don't know if they would want a, a car in Minnesota. Um, they probably want maybe somebody younger in Minnesota, but it definitely raises an eyebrow, though. That definitely would be interesting. Um Speaking of Derek Carr, <laughs> the Raiders benched him, made him inactive for two games, um, and they put Jared, Jared Stenham in the game. Now the Raiders lost. Is it, is it still Derek Carr's fault, Raiders? Raiders, is it still Derek Carr? Is it still is it still Derek Carr's fault? <laughs> no, nah, it ain't Derek Carr's fault. Stenham actually played pretty well. Stenham actually played pretty well, to be honest. He actually played pretty well. Played pretty well on the team. On the team, the defense just sucked ass. That's all it was. I mean, they did look good though. Devontae Adams with that crazy catch. Denham did look okay. It's, it's, y'all still, y'all still lost the game. Defense. What what happened? It, it, the defense let uh Green let San Fran come back. The defense always been an issue, though, for the Raiders. The defense always been an issue for the Las Vegas Raiders. It always had been an issue for them throughout this whole year. But Derek Carr, like I say, horrible decision, like Big said. How comes he's the scapegoat? He's the scapegoat of everything. Man, been out busting his ass for 10 solid 10 years. Without a top 10 defense in the National Football League. Uh, yes, I'm not, not going to say – he, he didn't have big, good receivers. He had Michael Crabtree. He had, uh, you know, Mari Cooper. So they decided to trade him away. He had that. He had him. But at the end of the day, he never played with a top-tier defense. So I think, like I say, the Colts, the Colts will make value sense for him. Like I say, you're not getting a one-year rental. If you go to the Colts, you're not getting a one-year rental. He's 31. Derek Carr is still 31 years old. He's still got four years. He can play four years. He will play with be playing with a top 10 defense in the National Football League. Michael Pittman Jr. as a wide receiver. Alec Pierce, who's going to be in his second year, probably the second best running back in football. Yes, he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing with that. So 
That'll be his first time playing with a top tier defense if he decides, if they decide to trade him over there. Or, you know, the commanders. The commanders got Terry McLaurin, you know, uh, Jahan Dotson, who's had a great year, had a great season, Brian Robinson, third, and they got a very solid defense. Maybe he can go, maybe they trade him over there, but we'll see where they trade him too. So, uh, Derek Carr never out of all his career with the Raiders, never played with a top tier defense in the National Football League. Exactly. Deuces. I mean, um, Derek Carr is going to go somewhere. Like his brother da- David was talking about it earlier. Um, you know, he he's been he's been there. He's been loyal. He's been a he's your leading guy when it comes to comeback wins and drives and everything else in that in that organization. Derek Carr's gonna go somewhere else and shine. And again, the Jets is the perfect place for him. Um, and then plus the Jets already say they're not getting rid of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's about to be a backup somewhere. So Derek Carr is is going to be with the Jets next season. We're gonna see him in green. And he's doing great things with the Jets over there. Again, Brees Hall comes back. Garrett Wilson is a, is a stud over there. Their defense is solid. Derek Carr is going to the Jets. That's that's his best place um, for the Jets. To him, to the Jets. Lamar Jackson. Will he be a Raven next season? I know. Will he only say that is because they're in the playoffs yet again, and he's injured. Oh, uh, I think they will find a way. I think they will find a way. It will be hard for me to believe that he will find he won't find a way to be a Raven. But discussions, like we all been saying uh, lately, discussions will be tough to negotiate with because he is his own boss. The guy is his own boss. He is his own agent. So discussions will be tough to deal with. But like he's gonna get paid two hundred mil. He's gonna get paid two hundred mil. He's not gonna probably get the one thirty, the uh one the two fifty. Or the two thirty, he's gonna get two hundred mil from the Ravens, or they can franchise tag him and find and find a uh, trade 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 in place for him. But being his own agent is really gonna make things tough. And right now, they wish they damn sure can have him right now. The way they look, the way they look, they wish the way they offense look. They wish they can damn sure have him right now. All right. So before we go into the next topic, I do have some news regarding uh, Demar Hamlin. Um, so, uh, according to Cameron Wolf, who is a credible source, he's a national NFL reporter for the NFL Network, for y'all who wants to know sources. Um, he just spoke with Dorian Glenn, which is Hamlin's uncle, and he said, "My his nephew is on a ventilator, but he is improved to 50% oxygen after need after um 50% oxygen needed after being at 100." He's still sedated, but his main focus is to, to have him recover to breathe on his own and his healing lungs. So that is a good – that's a plus. That's a plus. Um, so he he he's he's getting better. Um, but, again, him being sedated will definitely help him heal. Uh, so that is that is excellent news um, that he is, uh, you know, recovering. He's, he's on the ventilator. He's improved to 50% oxygen. So that is – that's awesome news. Thank you, goodness. Thank you, God. Um, so, hey, Vic. I want, hey, Vic, I want to say one thing. Hush. Hush. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So, um, but yeah, but that's definitely excellent news. Um, definitely excellent news uh, regarding the Hamlin uh, situation. So, that, that's awesome. 
Um, where we at? Lamar Jackson, you talked about that. Okay, how successful, how successful has Mike Tomlin been? Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season in 15 seasons. And right now he is over 500. So, I mean, you can't call this season a loss. I mean, even though you don't go to the playoff, eight and eight. Eight and eight and nine, I still see it as a successful season and not losing. But what has the formula been for Mike Tomlin? Uh, Mike Tomlin is a top two coach in this NFL. I don't care what nobody says. They got him top three, not a bad spot. The man played the man coached 15 years and not had a losing season. No matter how bad the talent is. He never, never had a losing season. And that may continue coming on Sunday. Not an eight with this squad, but not a so good offensive line, a terrible receiving core. Now, they got Deontay Johnson, who stepped up good last night. George Pickens is a beast. George Pickens, is a, he's a beast. He's a beast. Um, now, uh, the, tight, the tight end. It's really good too. The tight end is really good. He's having an underrated season. Oh, Pat Fryermuth. I like Pat Fryermuth. He's having an under under um rated season that nobody is really talking about. But at the end of the day, this roster is nowhere near as good as probably last year's or the two couple of years ago. And this team is an eight and eight football team with a chance to get into the playoffs on Sunday. With a chance to get into the playoffs on Sunday. So this man is a to me. Underrated is a top two coach in the NFL behind probably Bill Belichick. And you and you can add Andy Reid up in there. You can add Andy Reid up in there. You can put in, now nah, I nah, say two or three, you can put Andy Reid up in there. But this man right here getting the best out of this team, the quarterback situation ain't good. Kenny Pickett, two weeks in a row that he stepped up when he needed to step up, but he needed to step up. Trusting this rookie quarterback. Um, uh, so Mike Tomlin again, maybe eight, nine and eight this year. I think I had to pick my, my prediction was nine and eight for Pittsburgh, but if he don't even make the playoffs, that's fine. Cause guess what? He doesn't have a losing season. He doesn't have a losing season. And that trends continued for 16 years in a row. If they went on Sunday, not having a losing season, that's crazy, man. Um, if you use like your top five coaches right now, who would it be? Um, my top five coaches right now, Bill Belichick, uh, Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid. Um I had I had I had uh Sean McVay at first until this season. It's not, not Sean McVay this season. Uh Nick Sariani, Nick Sariani this year, and you gotta give a nod. To duck, you gotta give the nod to McDermott. McDermott. But I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna put Seriani at six, and I'm gonna go uh, Taylor, Zach Taylor, at five for the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Gotta throw Shanahan in there. Huh? I mean, you know, Shanahan, you know. The- Kyle Shanahan. It's too. It, I, yo, you gotta throw Shanahan in now, but that shows you how good, how many great coaches you have. You have a lot of great coaches, so something, body. You know, Nick Sariani is having a great season, but I had to put Zach Taylor over him. I had to put him over him for what he's doing with the Bengals right now. 
And right now, he's doing a hell of a job with the Cincinnati Bengals. You got Nick Sariani and you got Shanahan as well as a head coach. So that shows you how good of a head coach, how good head coaches you got, how good a head coaches you got in the league. You're going to have to leave somebody, a good head coach out. You're going to have to leave somebody out. So, you know, I wouldn't be mad. You could put Kyle Shanahan in now. That would be reasonable to put him in now. You could put Nick Sariani up in now. That would I, wouldn't be mad at the list. It's just too many good. It's just a lot of a lot of coaches for those teams. You know that you can argue that deserve that deserve to be uh, up there. Um. So Dante, it's time for your segment of the seventy-two hundred seconds. Yeah, let's go. I love this segment. <laughs> All right, so fact or fiction? Cowboys are going to steal the East and the number one seed. Fiction. Fiction, right now. Um, I'm going to also call fiction. I, again, I think the Eagles wrap it up. They get it done. Jalen Hurts is going to play. C.J. Garner-Johnson's back. Um, Thank the Lord. So we <laughs> we <laughs> think uh, the Eagles will get it done. And Fletcher Cox only needs three sacks, and he'll be the fifth Eagles uh, defensive player to have double-digit sacks. Um, and uh, Asan Reddick, defensive player of the year, maybe? He's only behind Joey Bosa. 17 and a half sacks, Bosa has. Reddick has 16. Uh, definitely, but I'm going to say fiction. Fact or fiction, Brian DeBoe locked up his coach of the year. Fiction. I don't think he locked it up. Fiction. No, uh, even though you got uh, Nick Sariani, she'll be a part of the coach of the year. You got uh, O'Connell for Minnesota, even though Minnesota is a fraudulent football team. So I think that's fiction. I think there's a lot of other coaches out there that deserves it. Two more other coaches that definitely deserve it. Nick Sariani is in the discussion. You got McDermott is in the discussion. Andy Reid is going to be in it every single season, every single season. And you got uh, you got Kyle Shanahan who could be in it. We never know. I don't think he's locked it up, so I'm going to say feature. Um, As far as Brian DeBoer, I don't think he's locked it up. Um. But he, it's an uh, argument, though. It's a discussion. But I'm, yeah, yeah, it is. It is because what he did with the Giants definitely. Um, knowing Daniel Jones ain't got nobody to throw the damn ball to. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just him. It's just him and Saquon, and that defense is coming, is coming, coming along. Uh, um, but you know, you definitely. I don't think he locked it up. You definitely can have him in the. Yeah, yeah, but you definitely got to give Daniel Jones the credit. He's balling. The man's balling. So you can't take that. At least if you, you can't take that away from. You can't take. Uh, you know, uh, say he's a bad quarterback. You can't take that away from the guy's balling. So you got to give credit with credit, dude. The man's balling. The man's played well. Oh, Mike McDaniel's. That's another one. Um, yeah, I, I can give it to Mike McDaniel's, but again, he struggled. His team fall, felt falling apart at this point. So I think, I think, yeah, you can say that, but his team fell apart. Too. It's falling. His team falling apart, especially if they uh if they find a way to get beat by the Jets. They get beat by the Jets. Ain't no way in the world. No one world that should be able to happen, but he's falling apart. <clears throat> um, the Jags are they good enough to make trouble 
for someone in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. The right matchup, I believe they're good enough. Yeah. They're yes, ma'am. They're good enough to make some so to make something play yeah. or you know, if they, like you said, they get the right matchup. They get the right matchup, yeah. They can do it. So after after next week, I mean after this week, we'll see the final seedings and and everything. And of course, we we're all gonna go over that as well. Um, yep. Fact or fiction? Minnesota will lose in the first round. Fact. Fact. I think they lose in the first round. I think that I think any team can get them problems. I believe any teams can get them problems. Anybody in the NFC can get them a problem. Believe um, depending on who they play, um, it's definitely possible. I know the Giants almost beat them this season. The Giants almost beat them. Um, ah, I, I want, I want to. I, I they're just too suspect for me right now. Minnesota, they, mm-hmm. they've been losing. They've been winning by these close games that shouldn't be close. Um, they was losing to the Colts. Yeah, they came back and won, but it's, I don't know. Minnesota is just so sometimey. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go fact for right now. Um, and then the last one. If the Packers get into this playoffs, how dangerous would they be in the playoffs right now? Going into the playoffs. I'm gonna go fact. They could be dangerous in the playoffs to any team, no matter who they play. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, when you got Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're gonna always have an opportunity to win a football game. So I'm going to go fat. I believe they can give an NFC uh, team trouble. It just depends on, again, depends on the right matchup, depending on the right matchup. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. So you got to uh, definitely give them something. You got to definitely uh, look out for Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Him and Tom Brady, uh, whatever matchup they get, it can be scary. It can be a scary matchup. I say you can beat Tom Brady in the regular season. You can do it. In the playoffs, Tom Brady could find a way to adjust. Tom Brady could find a way to do it. Find a way to do it. Well, most definitely. Um, I think the Packers could be dangerous. You know, they they are hot. They, you know, the hot teams can stay hot. Um, because the seven seed would go up against what the is it the two seed? Yeah, the seven seed go against the two seed. Yep. Oh no, that means they gotta play San Fran again. <laughs> yeah. They would. They would have to play San Fran again, and we all know San Fran. Is, is is the killers when it comes to Aaron Rodgers always has their number. Um so that definitely definitely would be interesting matchup to see. You say um, the interesting matchup to see? Uh, it will be interesting. Yeah, San, yeah. San Fran and, and Green Bay again. Um I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would want to get sent home again by the same team. On the same team, yep. That'll, that'll be something crazy. All right, so that was your fact of fiction, and that was your end portion of the show. Uh, we are moving on to some NBA. Um, yeah, we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell again went off last night against the Chicago. How the hell does the Chicago Bulls let Donovan Mitchell score seventy-one points? How? Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, this man scored 71 freaking points, man. That is crazy. That is crazy. Um, and Cleveland was down. 
and they came back and won. Uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell pretty much said, "I'm, I'll do it. Don't worry, I'll do it myself." Um, one forty-five, one thirty-four in overtime. Yep. You had Patrick Williams had ten points. The Rosen forty-four. Vukic had twenty. Levine twenty-six. Ayo had eleven. But then you go to the Cavalier side of the ball. Garrett Allen twenty-one. Love twelve. Karis LeBert ten. Uh, Osman had nineteen. Um, Garland didn't play. Mobley didn't play. So Donovan Mitchell had to do it all by him. Is Cleveland missing? What is? Uh, I think I think with the I I think with the like I said again, I don't think they're a championship team. I don't think they're a championship team, but I do think they're a borderline second round team. They are a second round team. They are a second round team, depending on the matchup. But they needed another score. And Donovan Mitchell was that score, along with Darius Garland. Darius Garland, you know, uh, Karis LeVert can score as well. Uh, so Cavaliers, they got a good basketball team, man. You just got to get them credit. They are really good. They are a very good basketball team. And Donovan Mitchell is that missing scoring piece, but it's not, I think it will just take them to the second round. I think it will take them to the second round, depending on the matchup they get. So who, what are they missing? Are they missing another shooter? Are they missing another like quality big man? What gets them over past the second round? Uh, I think what gets them over is another score. Is another score. One more, at least one more score. I think that gets them over. One more score. I think they got a good center. I think they got a very good center. Or uh, probably one more power forward. One more score. Give them a, another power forward that can shoot. They will be fine. On a small forward, a small forward. I think they lack of a small forward. I would say a small forward. They got a power forward, which is uh Evan Mobley. But give them another uh small forward, small forward. It will be fine. All right. And we've seen Clay Thompson last night. He goes off 54 points. Um, and then the cap, not the cap, the Warriors win that 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 um game. The Warriors has come along a little bit. I mean, they, they struggled a little bit, they was in a slump, but they're starting to find their own. How are they finding their own? Hey man, uh, like I say, uh, championship experience, you know, championship experience. Uh, Clay Thompson coming alive, Jordan Poole, but Jordan Poole is not being, he has not been efficient though. He has not been efficient. I know he's averaged about 28, 29 throughout this whole uh, Steph Curry process, but he has turned the ball over a lot and he's shooting over 27% from three. So he's got to get better on efficiency. Uh, keep on Looney stepping up, keep on Looney stepping up, making some plays, uh, making the game winning put back against the Atlanta Hawks last night, which was a brilliant game last night. Uh, and you also got Draymond Green, the emotional leader of this team. So, uh, well, I say no concerns about this team, they're gonna find a way. And when Steph Curry comes back and uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, this team is gonna start being taken off. Yeah, uh, Draymond Green, Dr- Draymond Green with five points, but he had 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Kayvon Looney, 14 points, 54 points from Clay Thompson, 10 of 21 from the from the three, 21 of 39 from the field. DiVincenzo, eight points. Uh, Jordan Poole, 28. You had Lamb coming off the bench with 17 points. Uh, Trey, 30. Murray, 25. You get uh, 17 for from uh, Hunter. Uh, Okongu has 16, John Collins 25, 
Then you had Bagdanovich coming off the bench with 21. Uh, definitely a great game. Warriors end up winning that game by two. LeBron James is, is putting on a clinic these last two games. Last <laughs> night, he scored 43, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, they went up against the Hornets. Uh, he scores 43. And again, the Warriors, I'm not the word, the Hornets is the Hornets, but LeBron was the only one that wanted to play. Westbrook only had two points, but I think Westbrook got hurt. Um, even if Anthony Davis comes back and LeBron's still playing how he plans, can they at least make the play-in? Uh, I think they can make the play-in, but they show no signs. They show no signs of making no damn play-in. They show no signs of trying to uh, get better and making no play-in. I think if Anthony Davis comes back, they can make the play-in. But, hey, right now, I don't see it. I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I really don't see it. Um, so Zion Williamson is out for three weeks with a hamstring strain. He did suffer that against the Sixers last night. Joel Embiid was too much for him. 42 points for Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid has been named the, the player of the month for the month of December. Um, so how is this going to affect the Pelicans? I mean, we already don't have Brandon. Brandon Ingram's already out. So how does this affect the, Pe the Pelicans now? Uh yeah, what's up, uh DCF? How you doing, my boy? What's up? Happy to be, have you in the stream. Uh, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna take a very good toll on the Pelicans that that way. They've been missing Brandon Ingram the whole year, basically. Uh, but CJ McCollum, if we got CJ McCollum is still there. Uh, Alvarado can play. Alvarado can play, man. He pisses off everybody. He pisses, Alvarado pisses off everybody. Gets on everybody nerves. Uh, Troy Murphy, uh, Herbert Jones is really good, uh, but yeah, I think I think they can be fine. They'll be fine. They're gonna win some games. Valanciunas uh, is really solid on the boards, a big guy inside. Uh, but they do if they want to go places, they do need Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson on the floor to play. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna hurt because Zion's been balling right now, um, and that's definitely gonna be a uh, he's definitely gonna be missed for those three weeks. We got a 12-game winning streak from the Nets. 12 games that they won in a row. Can anyone beat the Nets right now? Not right now. Nobody can beat them right now. I don't see nobody beating them right right now. I, I still I still think in the playoffs, Boston and Milwaukee could beat them. I still think that could happen. But, again, as of right now, the, the Brooklyn Nets are the hottest team in basketball as of right now. Um, as long as Kyrie stay committed on the court, then, yeah, they will be a tough team. To beat. To, tomorrow night they play Chicago. Um, yeah, Martin already going crazy on that. <laughs> so um, you definitely can see if what Chicago can do against this uh, hot Nets team. And I don't know if you've seen that dunk by Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw that put back. I saw that put back. He put back in. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that put back was crazy. Um, but so far, what NBA star has had a the best 2022? Oh, what well, NBA star? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander to me. What's up, Big Simple? What's up, Big Simple? How you doing, brother? Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's caught my eye. He's caught my attention. Man, been dropping off everybody. Dropping off everybody. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander deserves to be an all star. Uh, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are the best young team in the NBA. 
and leading by Shea Gilders Alexander. So Shea Gilders Alexander is a guy that caught my eye. Is one of my best guards of 2022. Um, Shea's definitely, SGA's definitely been having a great season. Um, but of course, you know, everybody's going to say Luka and Jokic. Um, but no, you know, SGA has been having a great season. John Moran as well, those guys. Um, I hope SGA comes an all-star because he deserves to be one. Um, yeah. Which team – I'm sorry, which player can get a future – okay, so I'm, I, I, of course I made up this question. So which player can get a team further, less help in their prime? James Harden, Luka Donich, or Steph Curry? Harden. You said which player? Well, read the question again. I'm gonna see if I'm reading it right. Which I'm, player? Yeah. Which player can get a team further with less help? So these players got in there. They are in their prime. Okay. Harden, Luka, or Steph Curry? Harden. Harden can do that. He did it for 10 down years with the Rockets. <laughs> he did it for 10 years with the Rockets. Even when Dwight Howard and Chris Paul was out, he did it for 10 years. Yeah, you want to say Eric Gordon? Yes, you want to say Eric Gordon was on the team. You know, you want to say Ryan Anderson, who stunk on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but Harden was the, was the engine to make the team go. He literally had to carry us to, the, to a playoff push. He literally had to carry us every single year. We we did not miss the playoffs. We did not miss the playoffs with James Harden. Harden carried the Rockets for 10 years. Stephen Curry only had to carry the team once. Only had to carry the team. Only carried the team one time. Golden State one time. That was in the COVID year. The year that they had the whole season and then they lost to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. He has yeah, he had to carry the team one time. Harden has carried the Rockets for 10 years, for a decade. He had carried the team for a decade, basically. In the time he had, yes, talent. The time he had less talent, he carried. He was the one that got us in the playoffs. The year that we, our worst year was 41 and 41. And we, he led us to the playoffs by himself. By himself. He led us to the playoffs. That was our worst year. Out of all the years that Harden played. That was the worst year that we had, and he carried us to the playoffs. Cause we had to win. We had to win the last three games, and Utah had to lose the last three. Utah lost the last three, but the James Harden carried us to the last three games and ended us and got a game out of Golden State and got a game out of Golden State. And you go back to the first year, the first year when Harden came here. Who was the reason why we made the playoffs when James Harden first got traded to Houston? James Harden. We was a mediocre team. We was a mediocre team. He's a mediocre team. Said, so didn't y'all have Chris Paul? Yeah, but Chris Paul was hurt more than he was on the down floor. <laughs> yes, he was on the floor. He was hurt more than he was on the floor. Yes. You, you if you want to say Chris Paul was hurt, Chris Paul was hurt in the Western Conference Championship, then you can say that. But Chris Paul, when Chris Paul was off the floor, Harden was the guy. Harden was the guy. When Chris Paul was off the floor, Harden was the reason why we even in the, was in the playoffs. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt, I, I still believe the Rockets would have won a point. Yes, I believe we would have won, too. But when Chris Paul was off the floor, Harden was the guy, was the main guy, was the guy. The very next year, very next year, 
Chris Paul was hurt for about two months. And guess who carried the Rockets? Guess who carried the Rockets? We we got Rock, James Harden basically carried the Rockets to the fifth seed because Paul was on out basically a whole season. So yes. Right. So yes. Um best duo right now. The Rocket, the Rockets, you said Chris Paul left the Rockets and the Rockets went to. But guess what? Who beat who beat Chris Paul in the, in the first round of the playoffs? Give me that answer, big. Who beat Chris Paul in the, in the first round of the playoffs? When he went to OKC. Who who beat Chris Paul in the playoffs? If the Rockets went to shit that year, who beat him in the playoffs? James Harden, right? Yep. James he blocked Hart. Lou Dart. He, he blocked Lou Dart. Yep. James Harden beat him in the playoffs. Okay. They, hey, hey. I well, remember that game. Yep. Me and Jalen was watching, and he was like, oh, my God, James Harden actually playing defense. <laughs> Harden can play defense. Harden can actually play defense when he want to play defense. He just don't do it. He just don't put the effort down. He can actually play defense. Um, so uh, who's the best duo right now? All right. You said who's the best duo right now in the National Basketball League? Yep, best duo right now. It don't have to be guard, right? No, who's the duo? The duo they got right now. Who's the best duo? So right now, James Harden and Bede is a great duo. It's a solid duo. Kevin Durant and Kyrie right now. They're playing the hottest basketball. Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I'm going to go Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Yeah, I was, James, James, James and Embiid is playing well. You still got uh, you had Luca, you not Luca, you had um, Williamson and uh, McCullough. McC- 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 CJ, I know, I, I agree with you. Chris Paul is underrated. He is very underrated. The Rockets got worse when uh, Chris Paul left, but the Rockets was an average team that second year with Chris Paul. They weren't good. They weren't good with Chris Paul either. The second year that Chris Paul was with the Rockets. So the Rockets played the same. The Rockets played the same when they got Russell Westbrook. They played the same. They they played. They was they were mediocre. It was still me. They were they, they were uh, a playoff team. They were a French playoff team. But the second year of Chris Paul, the Rockets was the same team. It was the same team. It was the same team. Even with Russell Westbrook, it was the same team. Yeah, so it wasn't changed. They it's not the fact they didn't get worse with Chris Paul. It was the same team basically when Chris Paul left. It was the same team. Because remember the Rockets. Best season with Chris Paul was his first season. Was his first season. That was the Rockets' best season when he got hurt in the Western Conference Finals. The second year, Rockets didn't have that great of a year. They were the fifth seed. And what the Rockets was again in the playoffs, in the playoffs, uh, matter of fact, the Rockets was a fourth seed. Rockets was a fourth seed. Was basically a fourth seed in the playoffs. So they, you can say they're better, but they weren't that much better. They weren't that much better. They weren't that much better. I'm going to have to agree with you, Coach, and go with uh... – KD and Kyrie, they're playing out of their mind right now. And again, Kyrie looks like he wants to play basketball. And if he can stay on that court, you, who knows? The Nets might can take over the number one spot. I think they're number two right now. Um, but they're yeah. climbing with 12, 12, 12 straight wins right now. Yep. Um, so yeah. Um, that is your NBA portion. We still got other uh subjects to get to, so we're gonna Go through these here again. We in our MLB section. I mean MLB talk right now. So we finishing yeah. up the National League. Um, we're on the West right now, and then next week again we'll break down the, the AL. Um, but we got the Dodgers. They resigned Clinton Kershaw. They really didn't do too much during the offseason. 
Uh, we got the Padres. We all know the Padres got uh, shortstop Xander Bogarts. San Fran, they did a little bit of work. I know they got a lot of pitching help with them, but their main offensive guy, they main offensive, uh, the main free agent that they got was Michael Conforto from the uh, the Mets. Got a bunch of pitchers that's going to help them in the bullpen and the starting rotation. Arizona gets Gabriel Moreno and uh, Lourdes Duriel. And coming into the rear is the Rockies, and they didn't get no damn body. <laughs> so who who wins the who wins free agency in the West right now for uh, NL? The Padres, San Diego wins free agency. Uh, getting Xander Bogarts definitely is going to help them. Definitely is going to help them. A lot of people think thought he was overpaid. Thought he was kind of overpaid, but again. Yeah, you got Fernando Tatis coming back too. Don't don't forget that he's coming back, so he's gonna play a big role. But I think the uh, Padres think it definitely they definitely got better. They definitely got better. Uh, so they look like they're gonna be the front runners. Uh, you know, in the NL in the NL West, man, they got um, imagine this lineup: Xander Bogarts, Tatis, Machado, um, Juan Soto. Those guys there. Jake uh, Coninworth, man, you got to go through a gauntlet in that lineup. So, yeah, I believe they got worse. They got better. They got way better. Now, if their pitching can pitch, continue to pitch, that will be fine. I think that's the one question mark is the pitching in the bullpen a little bit. But I think they got, I think they got way better. In the Dodgers, they got worser. They lost Cody Bellinger. They lost Trey Turner. They lost Justin Turner. Uh, they got way worse. They lost Anderson. They lost uh, Anderson as well to the Angels. They lost him as well, so they got way worse. Uh, the Giants, they got snake bitten. The whole, uh, they got snake bitten pretty much. They got bitten ass uh, so much twice at, at yep, least. They lost, they, lost Terrell, they lost Aaron Judge. They, get Aaron Judge too. they thought they got Aaron Judge. Now I thought, now if Aaron Judge, I will say this: if Aaron Judge decides to go to the Giants, I will say that changes things. I will say that changes things. I believe Correll may end up staying out. That may play a part in career may say that Mayor Judge was to go to the Giants. And that wasn't if that was true, I think it plays a big part of the Giants getting another free agent coming in there. I do do believe that. But other than that, they didn't get them. So um I'll say again, the Padres improve over everybody else. We know the Padres ain't ain't good. We know the Padres. We know the uh I mean not Padres, we know the Rockies. They suck, they they stink. Um uh, we know. Uh, I said the Rockies. You say who? The Diamondbacks. They lost their uh, top. They lost their top guy, Darton Barshow. Darton Barshow. They got uh, worse in that particular situation. So the Padres look like they the front runners of this division. They gained. They gained players, but everybody else lost. Everybody else lost players, key players. They the only ones got better, pretty much. Yeah, losing Bellinger and uh, Trey Turner. I mean, they still got Mookie Betts, but that's really it, really. Um, but, yeah, I, I can definitely see the Padres being a number one in that division as well. Carrick, poor Colorado is going to be in the basement. Arizona going to be right. It's going to be a tie between Arizona and the, and the Rockies um, for the basement. Um, but, yeah, that's – and it uh, looks like Eric Hosmer is going to the Cubs. You said Eric Hosmer went to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good move. That's so a good the Cubs move. is uh, making some moves. Yep. Um, 
over there in the NL Central. Um, but let's get into these college bowl games, y'all. If y'all if y'all missed some bowl games this week, I don't know where the hell y'all was at because these bowl games was was down was was flat out great. Um, not gonna go over all of them, just like the key major ones here. Uh, we got, of course, we had the games on New Year's Eve. We had Alabama go up against Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. Alabama gets a job done, uh, 45 to 20. Bryce Hall went off. Bryce, Bryce, I'm sorry, Bryce Young. Bryce Young went off. Bryce Young and Will Anderson will declare in the uh, draft. What, what was the question? No, I'm going over I'm going over okay. the, uh, the game. You trying to justify DeMar's tweet. He said, I don't know. Ah, right, here we go. The, the foolishness. <laughs> Uh, so Bryce Young, Bryce, Bryce Young, and Will and Will uh, declare for the draft. Um, Iowa beat Kentucky twenty-one to nothing. They can't even score no points in the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Yeah, but the games, both games were great. Both games were good. The semifinals, we had TSPCU pulling off the victory against Michigan, fifty-one to forty-five, and Georgia got exposed. They end up pulling it off 42 to 41. So your national championship game will be TCU in Georgia. Dante, did you expect TCU to play like they did? Uh yeah, I did. Because I picked the game. I picked the upset. So I expected I expected uh now nah, y'all, now nah, y'all, you good, you good. It was a reason. Now nah, you good, ECG. You good. It was I was telling you that for a reason. I was saying. I was being funny. I was being funny when I did that. I was actually being funny. I know what he said. I know what he. I knew what he said. I wasn't right with that. I knew. I knew what he said. I knew what he said. He said it last night. He actually posted it last night with the uh, buffoonery. I call stuff like that buffoonery. Buffoonery. But um, yeah, I I picked the upset. I picked the upset. I think me and ACG picked uh, TCU to win that game uh, against Michigan. I saw a lot of flaws in Michigan. Uh, JJ McCarthy, a lot of inconsistency, a lot of struggles. You know, he struggled a little bit uh, versus Purdue. He struggled earlier in the game versus Ohio State until he made a couple of big throws. And at the end of the day, we're down Ohio State. Uh, the same inconsistency that I saw the last the, those last two weeks showed up against TCU. Yes, he was able to make some big plays. Yes, he made some throws. But the turnovers was god awful that he made, and that's what I was talking about—the inconsistency. And good job by TCU. Uh, they won the game on the turnover battle. That's how they won the game. They won the game on the turnover battle. I thought Michigan had the top defense, rated one of the top defenses in, in the uh, country. Well, they got exposed on that defensive side of the ball. They got very much exposed. The running game was out. The running game was going for TCU. Uh, D. Mercado made one mistake, fumbled the football, and after that, they they scored. Michigan scored on it. They went down there. They come right back down and scored and scored. And they had to play one of the best receivers in the, in in the country, and Quentin Johnston, who's going to be a top pros, receiver prospect in the, in the NFL coming up this coming draft. Uh, give credit to TCU how well they played. Uh, they definitely deserve it. They deserve to play against Georgia in the national championship game, uh, but. Michigan got exposed, and John Harbaugh, now his next option, maybe the NFL, maybe the NFL for his next option. So, again, it was a good run by Michigan, but he could never get to the national championship 
He got them to the playoffs two years in a row, but he can never really get over that hump to the national championship. And just got to give credit to TCU and how they played. That running game was on. Matt Dugan, if he didn't have nobody open, he used his legs. And, hey, TCU just deserve a lot of credit for how they played. Yeah, most definitely. That game was just back and forth as a shootout. Um, Michigan scored, then TCU scored. TCU scored, Michigan scored. It definitely was a, a, a definitely shootout. That was one of the best college games I've seen. Um, then you got on the Georgia and uh, Ohio State side, Marvin Harrison Jr. losing, getting um, you know getting hit and out the game. Um, maybe would have won it, but the dang on kicker missed the damn kick. Like that, that definitely could have put him over and. And that definitely was a great uh, national championship, Ohio State and TCU. Somebody we've never really seen before. In the, you know, I mean, we've seen Ohio State, but it's been a while. But Georgia's going back. Who's your winner, Dante? TCU or Georgia? Who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to go with Georgia, man. My, my, my mind says TCU. Because my boy, number 19, Shagra Banks, play on that squad. Coached him since he was seven years old. Now he's up here uh, all the way. I coached him to, since he was seven all the way to he was 12 in Little League. But got to go with Georgia. Got to go with Georgia. I think Georgia's going to find a way to win this game. And, you know, they supposed to lose uh, against Ohio State. Noah Ruggles missed a field goal. Uh, Ryan Day, bad uh, clock management, bad management at the end, you know, uh, deciding to try to throw a foot, throw the football instead of running the football, he decides to all of a sudden try to throw it, uh, try to throw it to get more yards. One almost could have turned into a game time, game winning interception, game ceiling interception. But now all of a sudden, Noah Ruggles got to come out and kick a 50 yard field goal. Um, but other than that, I got to go with Kirby Smart and the Georgia's defense. Just think Georgia's a little bit more better. But it wouldn't shock me if this will be a close game and if TCU finds a way to put up an upset. But I, I'm, I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta take the Georgia Bulldogs on this one. All right. Um, then we had Mississippi State uh, get the job done against Illinois, nineteen to ten, in the uh, Rella Quest Bowl, and um, they took the delay a game um, to honor Mike Leach, and of course, you know, it got declined. So. But shout out to Mississippi State. Tulane pulls an upset, and uh, UFC has no defense. Forty-six to forty-five in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Eric was distraught. SC he was he was upset. He 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 along with his Raiders losing, he just couldn't win. <laughs> but did did Purdue forget they had a game in the Cheez-It Bowl? Did they forget? They had a game, 67, 63 to 7. They forgot they had a game on that day. Yeah, they they forgot to wake up. They forgot to wake up that morning. I think they, they had too many Cheez-Its and couldn't play. Yeah, they had too many boxes of Cheez-Its. Um, but the Penn State and the Lions get the job done in the Rose Bowl, beating Utah 35 to 21 um, in the Rose Bowl. Uh, so it was good to see Penn State in the bowl game. Uh, so hopefully next year. Uh, I'm sure uh, – Sean Clifford won't be there, so whoever their QB is going to be, hopefully can uh keep the job done for them. And we're going to move on to the WNBA a little bit. We did Dante, we actually talking about WNBA right now. Um, but some free agent, the free agent list popped up. 
and I wanted to definitely go over that. Um, we got some news. Karen Bryant named GM of the Los Angeles Sparks. Good. I hope you can bring some players in, lady. Because the Sparks was, was poop. The Sparks is absolutely horrible. Hey, um, after Liz Kim Beige left, I believe y'all won one game after that one. All right. So <laughs> I can't, I can't. We 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 lost we, we fired Derek, Derek, Derek Fisher. Um Yep, which needed to happen. Yeah, it did. It was horrible. Um, so yeah, let's see uh what we can do in the free agency. Hopefully, we can get some free agents. Uh the Sparks actually have six unrestricted free agents, and that's including the uh, Guma Gay sisters. Um, so Lord, if NECA leaves the Sparks, you be I, I, I may have to root for another team. You can't do that. <laughs> I know I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm gonna still be a Sparks fan forever. God, it's like that. But the 15 best free agents. Can you hear me? Am I still coming in choppy? I know my Wi-Fi is sucking. <laughs> you say what? I said my Wi Fi has been stinking it up. I know. All right. So we got 15 of the best free agent in Brianna Stewart. Okay. Brianna Stewart, a free agent? Does she she stay with or does she go elsewhere? I think she stays. I think Brianna Stewart stays. I'm going to go with stay. I think Brianna Stewart stays. Hmm. Yeah, I think she stays. I was going to say she might test the market, but I don't know. Losing Brianna Stewart. I think she tests the market. I think think Brianna Stewart will test the market, but I also think she will stay. At the end of the the day, her decision will be staying now. But I do think she tests the market as well. You still got Joy Lloyd, Joy Lloyd there. So we'll see. We'll see. But if Brianna Stewart stays, y'all got to give her some help. Seattle has to give Brianna Stewart some help. Yep. So number two, we got Brianna Jones from the Connecticut Sun. I think she's gone. Brianna Jones. I think she's yeah, I think Brianna Jones leaving. I think she's gone. I think she's leaving. Candace Parker. Staying. Courtney Vandersloot. I think she's gonna leave. She was an, she was another one that played for this guy. Um, yeah, if they she, was, she was a big time player. She was a big time player. Brittany Griner, who's going to play this season, but she's a free agent. Ooh. I think she goes somewhere else. I don't think she goes back to the Mercury. Um, we got Tierra McLeod. From your, please don't lose. Come on, please find a way to sign Terry. <laughs> please do that. She was a big, she was big time with us throughout the middle of the season, throughout the season, a big time part of that playoff run. Sign her back, but I think she's gonna walk. To be honest, Emma Misaman, another. Pete from the Chicago Sky. I think they're going to sign her. 
I think they're gonna stay. She's gonna stay. Stay put. Tina Charles. Stay in Seattle. <sighs> Neka Gumagay. Walk. Ah, oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> oh no. If she walk, her sister's walking. If yeah. she walk, I believe her sister's gonna walk too. Yeah, she said. He said, "No." Oh man, that, in your that, mind, you you the resident. Uh, you so you you the resident sports fan. What do you think they they would do? What do you think? What what is your mind telling you? What do you think, think they gonna do? I think they signed Necker. I think they'll okay. keep her but again. She needs some damn help. If I'm a mega, if you don't got no help, I'm not staying. I'm not staying. I'm going off. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I can't wait to pray. We gotta do free agency when it come up. We gotta do it. So you can see, so you can see my reaction. Oh yeah, my God. I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a Dante moment when he found out that James Robinson, the uh what's the name got traded. Yeah, King gonna have a hoodie tied up tight like this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Ezra Meg Beggar from the, the Seattle Storm, the center. Is that who? Ezra Lee? Ezra? Easy? She's a center from the Storm. I guess when Brianna Stewart not in there. Oh, is it Izzy Matnagore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Izzy Matnagore, I think she walks. You see, I can't. I butchered names. Hand Hans Lee, the big tall girl from uh Chinese girl from uh oh, from uh Liberty. Uh, I think she walks too. I think she gets a she better role. WNBA player at sixteen. Yeah. Hey, she good. She was good. She did. Yeah, she uh, she, she got. She was actually straight when she played. So Marina Mayberry, you from your from your wings? Walk. She's gonna walk. Uh, Ezra Stevens from the Chicago Sky. Damn, the Sky got a lot of people in free. Yeah, they, they loaded. Think she walks. I think she walks. Diana Taurasi. Is she afraid? Yep. But she's playing one more. She's coming for the Sheen's A, where she was going, but she said she's coming back. You know what? I think she signed back in her career. In the court. But I, defensively, she's been a beast. Man, I want to say she signed back the end of career in uh, the Phoenix. Alicia Clark. The Alicia Clark, that's the one from Washington. Yeah. Walk. All right. That was your WNBA top 15 free agents. And we have some big names on that list. Man, there was a whole man. lot of big names on that list, man. I won't be surprised if Tarasi goes either, though. And I, I, I'm going to come out on a limb, and I'm going to pick the destination where she's going to go. And we're going to rewind back to this segment, and we're going to if I'm going to see if I'm right or not. So I, if she walks, I'm going to say she goes to the Seattle. She goes to the Seattle Storm if she walks. Mm-hmm. If Seattle Storm signs back with uh, Jewel Lloyd, she got to have help there. I'm going to say she goes to the Seattle Storm, to a championship contender. I'm going to say that. And if they keep Tina Charles, that might be doable. 
Hey, I'm gonna say that. That's a prediction I'm gonna make right now. She walks, she goes to Seattle. She goes to Seattle, she walks. Now you got me scared, man. She goes to Seattle. Don't leave LA. Don't leave LA and crush my heart and soul. Don't leave LA, Naked. Don't leave. All right, but that is your Yo. top 15 uh, WNBA stars. I hope that Naked Gumagate don't leave the Sparks because, again, I think I would, you, would, you, would, you would crush me. <laughs> you that, King? Yeah, are you there? I can hear you. Yeah, I, yo, it was everything was buffering a little bit. Yeah. Oh. If Naked. Gumagay leaves, gonna be crushed. And Dante, I'm gonna I'm blame you. You gonna blame me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should have known, known the LA Sparks was bad business when they let goddamn Candace Parker walk up. They didn't pissed off Candace Parker and let her walk by putting her on the bench. And then, hiring, uh, we know how do you hire, how do you let Darren Fisher be a general manager? He and he wasn't doing that in basketball in the NBA. How do you can't win? You can't even get by in the WNBA. You can't even get by in the WNBA. But this man become a GM and make college decisions. But you piss off Candace Parker. You let her walk. She goes to Chicago to her hometown and win a championship. And then you lose Kim Liz Cambage. Then all of a sudden you win one game when she's gone. Mm. That's great. But there is another. Settings is in the books. First of the yep. new year, episode forty-one. <laughs> we got nine more to fifty. Nine more to nine 50. more. Man. Um, we we almost down. Let's go. Nine more to fifty. Uh, but make sure y'all uh follow, like, and subscribe to the channel if y'all have not already done so. Coach Dante and myself, our links are in the description. And we also always upload the audio version of the show on Spotify. And Apple Podcasts, and we're also on Amazon Music as well. So you can go to Alexa and say, "Alexa, play seventy-two hundred second podcast." And yes, she will pop up, and you can have a you can have listen to us on Alexa. Um, so make sure y'all yep. go follow and subscribe to us on that. Uh, but coach, anything you have to say before we get on out? Hey man, another 7200 seconds. First one of the uh new year. Cannot wait for more. Cannot wait for WNBA to kick off. And like I said, we gotta do free agency. We're doing a draft. We gotta do some free agency. We gotta do free agency. So you never know. I might, I might, I might, I might do something if TR McCallum walk, but you know, I already know we still got Izzy Harrison and Izzy Harrison and stuff like that. That's all very good. And we got Enrique Google Wale. But also we got the look, we got the other tall little, uh woman. Uh I forgot key. Uh I forgot her name. I know I don't don't I forgot her name. I'm gonna get her name, but she's tall. She's been she's very good too. So I won't be up uh, so upset of you know Tierra McCown walking, but yeah, so you know I can't wait. Yeah, we're gonna try to do some uh March Madness basketball when it comes to the girls yeah. too. Um not say I don't care about the guys this year, but of course I'm sure we'll do them too, but yeah. See more focused on the, the girls' uh college, yeah. especially with with Drexel and, and uh Nova being one and two in the points, um and then of course Caitlin uh Clark is number three from Iowa, so it's yeah. the girl is the girl from Villanova, Drexel, and then Caitlin Clark is 
number three, and she'll be back because she's only a junior, so I don't, she yeah. don't come out this year. But yep, what's going on, Damien? Of course, Damien yeah, comes in all late when we about to leave. Yep, <laughs> yeah. the whole show. Like, <laughs> but um, but shout out to y'all who was in the chat though. Um, make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe to the channel. Seventy two hundred seconds. We y'all make sure you're safe. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you for listening to the 7200 Second Podcast with Key and Coach Dante. Make sure you leave that review. Let us know what we're doing. And again, thank you for listening.